Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the No Sabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cheekies and Chill. I have some very exciting news to share. So Apple Podcasts has this program called Spotlight. Basically, they pick one podcast they love and highlight it for an entire month so that more people can find it. That's right. Apple's editorial team listens to thousands of podcasts, and they chose Cheekies and Chill. It's the first iHeart podcast to be highlighted, so I'm super excited about this. So if it's your first time listening to the show, welcome. And I'm so happy you're here. And if you've been with me for a while, you know how I feel about you. Los amo. Cheekies and Chill is my comfort zone. I talk about anything and everything. Since I have you here, I wanted to remind you of some of my favorite episodes. We have one on cheating and betrayal, losing my mom, Jenny, and a really important one with my fertility doctor on freezing my eggs. And of course, I've had interviews with some special guests. So be sure to check those out too. New episodes drop every Monday, you guys. Rate, subscribe to Cheekies and Chill. Don't forget. Now, let's start the show. I grew up in a household where you didn't talk about sex, about having your period, about being gay. It was just like, no. As I got older in school is when I learned about sex and all this stuff. 
here's a confession of mine that might shock you. I actually have not had sex since 2016. You're more sensitive. You feel it more like just other stuff that we can Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody's going to be talking about this episode. I'm <laughs> blushing already. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very sexy and mature episode of Cheekies and Chill. I always tell you guys that this podcast is somewhere I can speak about topics that aren't talked about enough in our community. So today, we're going to be diving into something pretty taboo, sex and toys. We have a really great guest with us, so I can't wait to get this conversation started. This is Cheekies and Chill. So as promised... We have a really great guest who I'm so excited to talk to today. Sitting here with me is the one and only Perez Hilton. He's an entertainer, an entrepreneur, a father, and podcast host, you guys. Welcome, Perez. How are you? I am well. I was listening and enjoying your episode with Emily Estefan, and uh, I was so excited to be on myself. (laughs) I will do everything in my power not to take over and start asking you all the questions, (laughs) which I want to do. (laughs) You can ask me whatever you want to, okay? This is a two-way conversation, so you can ask me whatever you want. (laughs) Well, I'll let you start, and then we'll go back and forth like a good (laughs) two-way. Yeah, (laughs) a good two-way. Yes, talking about sex, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I want to start off the conversation. Well, we've been following on social media. We've been following each other for a while. I've been, you comment on my stuff. I comment on your stuff. I love your kids, by the way. They're so freaking cute. And I love that now you're incorporating them in, in the videos that you guys are doing. It's like perfect. I don't know. I just wanted to tell you that first. Thank you. (laughs) Before we move on to, you know, the sex and mature part of this conversation, I do want to talk to you about something. Tell me if I'm wrong, but are you, do you consider yourself, or I'm sure you've heard it before that you're a pretty controversial person. Pers- me? <laughs> me? Me? Controversial? <laughs> no. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to start off by saying something that has revealed itself to me. And I think it's true. Maybe not my brain playing tricks is that over the last many years, my people, my fellow Latinos have mm-hmm really shown up for me and made me feel like we're family. And I don't get that necessarily from Anglo America. I think you you might understand this. Uh, You know, I I grew up in Miami, the son of Cuban immigrants, and I'm very different and even controversial within my own family. (laughs) However, I believe, you know, that you still love your family, even if you disagree Mm -hmm. with them on politics or whatever it might be. So there are a lot of Latinos out there who might think, well, he's controversial. He's muy loco, but, you know, I still kind of like him. And I've actually always been a little bit loco, even since high school. However, there came a point in time when I realized that how I was doing things was wrong. And not to pat myself on the back, but there are some people who never learned that lesson. There are some Mm -hmm. people who will go their entire lives without growing up, without maturing. I mean, I don't want to get political, but I don't care. Look at Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump (laughs) is is in his late 70s and he will still say everything he thinks. And he Mm -hmm. got rewarded for it all the way into the White House. I'm not saying people should censor themselves. I believe in free speech. However, I am now acutely aware of the power of words 
And I believe that you can express yourself in a way that's not cruel or nasty or mean or purposefully hurtful, which mm-hmm. is what I used to do. I fully own it. When I was young, well, I'm not, I'm not, I was still a grown man. Okay. I can't even, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to excuse it on youth. I was in my late 20s and I did not care if my words were hurtful. All I cared about was me, 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 and the attention that I was getting and the views and the this and the that. And I look back at that period of time now with deep shame, remorse, regret, and gratitude that I'm not that person anymore. But Mm -hmm. I also know that maybe even the majority of your audience still sees me as that old person. It's like that expression, a first impression is a lasting impression. And hopefully your followers can see me as a cautionary tale. Things that you say today on social media could stay with you for the rest of your life because the internet is forever. People will always be pulling up receipts from my past. It doesn't matter that it was 15 years ago or 13 years ago. Yeah. You know what? But I respect that. I respect the fact that you can say, you know what, I I regret it, I apologize, and we can't live in the past. We could just say, you know what, that's not who I am today, and that does not define who I'm going to be tomorrow. So I think that's great. But do you think it has to do, like, your change? Does it have to do with your children, having children, or it was just something that you, I don't know. It started before children. I noticed a change within me when I began my journey to be a healthier person. If people remember Perez Hilton from 2007, I was so unhealthy. And that's how I like to talk about it. I don't like to say fat. I was Uh fat, but it's more than just weight. It's more than just weight. I was unhealthy and it was bringing me down. And when I began on this journey to being a healthier person, I became a happier person. And I noticed that my thoughts changed. I was thinking clearer and differently, but I was afraid to make a change. I was paralyzed by fear because at that point I had been Perez for a long time and things were working well for me. But eventually there came a point when the universe smacked me upside the head. Specifically, you know, it was a long time ago now. In in the fall of 2010, there was this rash of gay teenagers that were dying by suicide. And this Mm -hmm. journalist named Dan Savage created this campaign called It Gets Better. It was very simple. It was encouraging older people to make videos directly speaking to younger people. And I found out about it the very same day he launched this campaign. I made an It Gets Better video. And the response that I got, it changed me forever because I thought, wow, in this moment of darkness, I'm doing something to spread light. But people Mm -hmm. did not see it that way. They said, how dare you? How dare you make an It Gets Better video? You're a hypocrite. You're a bully. You're a part of the problem. And it was at that moment that I said, okay, I have to make a change and I have to stop all of the BS lies that I was telling myself. Things like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just a character. If people don't like what I'm saying, it doesn't matter because it's not the real me. But no, it was the real me. I was just feeding my brain these lies. And, you know, I was saying things like, well, if people don't like it, they should just ignore me. But it's not as Mm -hmm. simple as that. Like, you might be a perfect person to to talk on this, you know, like you might ignore people talking smack about you. But then a friend might innocently say, oh, my God, I can't believe that person said that about you. 
or, or, or they might bring it to your attention thinking they're doing you a favor. So mm-hmm. I decided to, to make a change. And it's not like I reinvented the wheel. I just put new rims on it. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us, for being honest and transparent. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, we can talk about, you know, what we're here to talk about, okay? Because I thought you were the perfect person. Oh. I like to talk about sex. I'm that friend that I'm always <laughs> asking people questions, um, especially my gay friends. And you're a, a gay male and you're open about it. So yeah. I was like, I want to have him on and I know he'll be fun and I know he'll be honest because <laughs> I have a lot of questions, okay? Well, let me ask you some questions before you start asking your questions. So I'm curious, you know, it's uh-huh. been many years now since you started doing work in television and you yes. first came out on the scene with reality TV. Do you think if you had not done reality television that the Spanish language media, which can be very vicious... Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that they would have covered you differently? That's a very freaking good question. Um, I think so. I, I do think so. I don't regret doing the reality. That, that was like my first step into like my own career. Yeah. But because I exposed so much of my personal life, whenever I wanted to keep some to myself, it was just why? Why now? And, you know, it's still kind of like that. I did 10 years of reality TV and I don't regret it. But times were obviously different. Um, It was the thing back then. But they have been a little bit more harsh, I guess, a little bit harder on me. And I think it might have to do with that for sure. I've thought about it, which is why now, even if they offer me, I'm just like, I think about it a lot before I would bring my siblings and I to do something like that again. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core... What I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, well now my questions. All right. Okay. So as you know, in our Latin culture, and this is why I wanted a podcast I can talk about anything and everything. I grew up in a household where you didn't talk about sex, about having your period, about being gay. It was just like, no. You know what I mean? My family was very traditional, very religious. Same. Yeah, right. So I just started like as I got older in school is when I learned about sex and all this stuff. It was my friends and what they were talking about. And it's not until like I was in, I don't know, my early, late 20s, I would say, that I was introduced to a vibrator. <laughs> and I love them. I had a boyfriend that was not okay with me having a vibrator. And it was like, no, that's my competition sort of thing. Now that I'm 37 and I want to try different things, I have a man younger than me, seven years younger. And he's totally fine with it. He's like, let's bring it in. Like, let's have fun, you know? And it's been amazing, you know? And I can't really talk to, well, some of my friends. I'm that friend that would tell you, here, here's a vibrator for Christmas or your birthday. Sit on this instead of stranger penis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that friend. I'm like, have safe sex. 
But my grandma was like, I would tell her, I'm like, grandma, you haven't had sex for so long. This is years ago. I'm like, you haven't had sex for so long. No quieres un vibrador. And she's like, estás loca, sos el diablo. You're not supposed to masturbate. And I'm just like, what? Isn't that safer than just like having sex with like randoms? Absolutely. And it's <laughs> it's quicker too. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know about straight people, but most gay men, they use the apps to, to hook mm -hmm. up. And I just don't have the time or the desire for that. Like mm -hmm. I would just rather take care of business myself and I'm done much quicker than it would take me to like try to find somebody and meet up with them and all of that. But I'm curious yeah. though. I love that you love your your toys. Yes. I would guess that straight men mm -hmm. would not really be into toys for themselves. But mm -hmm. here's my question. I'm all but certain that straight men, a lot of them, if not most, love porn. So <laughs> are you okay with your younger boyfriend watching mm -hmm. a lot of porn and masturbating without you? I'm going to be real with you right now. Before, the younger me was like, no, I'd be, I was jealous. I was immature. It was just like ridiculous. But now I wouldn't mind because I feel like it would give me a little bit of, of a break. Not that I don't want to have sex with him. Obviously I do, but sometimes I'm just busy and it's just like, it's another kind of <laughs> chore. You know what I mean? So now I'm like, I ask him, do you watch porn? He says, no, that he doesn't even like to jack off or anything. Like that's not his thing. Now I'd be fine with it. And I'd be like, you know what? Just do your thing. You know? <laughs> I, like him and I, we haven't gotten to that point. We've been dating for a year and a half, like watching porn together, but I want to. And with my mom, my mom was very, very open. You know, we'd be leaving the house on a date or with some friends. She's like, okay, well, make sure you cover it. Make sure you wear a condom. Or like, she was very like that. A little later, you know, because in the beginning, she didn't really teach me much about sex or anything like that. And so she got older. And then she met this guy that was like the love of her life, her soulmate. And she just said that she became a woman at like 30 something years old. She had her first orgasm. So we started talking about it. I was older. You know what I mean? So we, we had these conversations. Wait, so your mom told you, was telling you about oh, her yeah. first orgasm? Oh, she did. She told us all. Have you, because you're so well known, like, well, first of all, is your boy, is your current boyfriend Latino or not? He is. He's half Mexican and half Filipino. Have you found like over the last decade or so that you have to be very cautious about dating because guys are just trying to use you? Um, yes. In the beginning, when I start dating someone, I'm still a little bit hesitant, a little worried, you know? But I think with, with Emilio, my current boyfriend, he's just very, like, transparent and just very, like, you could tell right away he's so different. But I, I have had guys that have used me and have even called the paparazzi on us. Oh, and that God. just sucks. Yeah. It's like you think that they're there for the right reasons. And then you just realize, and I was dumb to just ignore it for a while. But I learned my fucking lesson. Let me tell you, <laughs> I learned it. <laughs> so you've been dating a year and a half. I would say the honeymoon phase is over, but you're still excited about him. And at this point mm -hmm. in your relationship, how often are you having sex? You know what? Do you live together? We do live together now. Okay. We do live together and we have sex. It all just depends. At least three times a week. At three least. times a week? That's a good mm -hmm. amount of time. Yeah. All right. You know, I just, <laughs> we have our little like thing, you know, our night schedule and it just 
happens and he knows when I'm trying to get frisky, I'll put something sexy on and I just like pretend not like I'm in my little like baggy PJs and then I pull them off and there's something nice down there, you know? So he's young. I gotta, I gotta freaking keep up. Here's a confession of mine that might shock you. I actually have not had sex since 2016. I have not gotten naked with anybody. Perez, no way. Way. Okay, and why? Well, I'll explain why. So my son was my first child to be born. He was born in 2013. And after he was born, I decided that I wanted to go to New York City for a while because I love New York and I went to college there. And I said to myself, this is my last opportunity to enjoy New York because after this, I have to really settle down. So I went and we were there for two and a half years. And I went through a huge slut phase using okay. all of those apps and I got it out of my system. And it was really easy to meet guys in New York because you, you don't need a car. You can mm -hmm. take the subway and you can be very spontaneous and very quick. Then I moved back to LA and it was really hard to even date, like using the same websites and the same apps. It was just yeah. very challenging. And then I realized I don't need to. I mean, I'm open to it. I would like mm -hmm. to. I'm not against it. I enjoy sex. But something changed where I didn't want to chase it that much. Yeah. And I love sex, but I want it to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Well, things have changed so much, you know, and then you, you're a personality yourself. You're a celebrity. Like, and, and you just feel like, are these people, these men coming into my life? Because they, you know what I mean? You just like, I don't think I, about I that. I think the opposite, actually. I think anybody who messages me, it wants to embarrass me. So that's another reason why I kind of stopped oh. doing that. I thought, oh, they're just chatting with me to try to, uh, you know, lead me on so that they can screen grab our conversation and then leak it. And that's another reason why I'd rather just be more old school and meet somebody at the gym, at my kid's school, out at a concert, sitting next to them on a plane, you know? Like yeah. people still do meet other people that way. How did you meet your boyfriend? At, at a party. At a, I was having a birthday party for a friend of mine, for Becky G, actually. They're like cousins. They grew up together. Aww. And he was one of the guests. And I had seen him before. We did a photo shoot together, but we had like never exchanged numbers or anything. And that day we were just drinking, having a good time. And I'm glad I met him that way and not through someone that was sliding through my DMs. You know what I mean? I'm more traditional in that way as well. I tried the dating apps. That shit like scared the hell out of me. And I'm like, you know what? It's just not for me. And these blind dates, I'd rather just like you said, I don't know, at a library. Are there any libraries anywhere? <laughs> Anyways, I'm saying a library because I would like a guy that reads, you know, he reads, by the way. Um, but I get it. I get exactly what you're saying. Like the whole screen, you got to be so careful with everything that you do now, because they will just take a quick screenshot and try to screw you over. So on the same token, like, I don't even care if they do. Like, mm -hmm. I kind of just I expect that. So I'm prepared for the worst. And it's not even that mm. bad. I've been doing what I do now for 18 years. I would rather be embarrassed publicly than mm -hmm. ignored. Like I'd rather have that humiliating attention than no attention. <laughs> I keep it real honest. <laughs> That's what I love about you. You're honest. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prinze Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, 
we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Have you slept with women before? No, never. No, you've never? I've never had any interest, no desire. Oh, my God. Everybody's going to be talking about this episode. I'm <laughs> blushing already. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. So you have siblings. Do you talk about these things with your siblings? Oh, no, no, no. We, my siblings and I, are very, very close. Like, really close. Like, sometimes too close. I mean, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but we're just very open. My mom was that way with us. And so I'm like that with them as well. My brother, who's 31 years old, he hasn't done it in a long time. But when we lived together way back, like, I don't know, I must have been in my early 20s. I'd be taking a shower and he'd walk in. He's like, sister, I'm like, I'm literally naked showering. I'm like, what's up? He'd be like, I don't know this bitch. Like he was telling me just whatever it may be. We're very open. We were just on a trip. I took them out for my brother's birthday. And we were talking about it. He's like, oh, I'm like, did you get any birthday sex? He's like, oh, yeah, she gave it to me real good. And she just, you know, she sucked it really nice. I'm like, that's awesome, brother, at the breakfast table. <laughs> so we are very, very, very open. I don't have that. I think, you know, well, you're probably closer in eight. Well, no, you're around the same. My mm -hmm. sister is six and a half years younger. So we never had okay. that kind of relationship. <laughs> do you feel like with your children, you want to do you talk to them or? Because they're they're fairly young, but do you talk to them about their parts and like penis and vagina? Like, oh yeah, using clinical words, yeah, and saying things like, you know, nobody can touch you, right. only the doctor when the doctor asks for permission, and not even anybody, your siblings, especially nobody can. You know, we we have those kinds of discussions, but yeah. my oldest is only nine years old, and I think it's a little young to have more. But I, you know, I'm a single gay dad and I had my children through surrogacy. So okay. I've, I've talked about that process with them and how they came to be. And I believe in being honest, which my mother doesn't always agree with everything I do. She's like, you don't need to be yeah. honest with children. They're children. So yeah, I believe in being honest and age appropriate as well. Right. Because right. they're, they're only going to understand so much. And like, I like that my kids are a little bit sheltered. Like I want mm -hmm. my kids to remain kids. Like my kids yeah. don't have cell phones. Like there's some nine-year-olds that have cell phones. And mm -hmm. if that's your family and you're... And I understand it. You know, some people might have a kid that has to go between a mom's house and a dad's house and a phone is an important tool that the kid needs. My kids don't need phones for me and they're not, they don't have it, but I yeah. will be honest and educating my children. But when they're in their twenties, I don't need you, them to be mm -hmm. telling me about if they orgasmed <laughs> or not. I don't, I, I no. You're like, no, you're like... <laughs> But but if if they talk about it with each other, that's great. Uh -huh. I want them to talk about it with each other. They don't need to talk about it with me though. With you, <laughs> okay. I, I feel you. I feel you. But I and and I totally I totally get that. I, I was watching. I think the the view the other day, and they were talking about, you know, I, I don't remember who she was, but 
she was talking about, yes, you know, I speak to my children about their penis and their vagina and that like what you said, no one should touch you there. And I think those conversations early on. Yes. For me are very important because of what happened to me. I was sexually abused by my dad and and my mom, she was, she was young when she had me, she was 15. So she was a kid raising a kid, you know, but now when she got older, she did tell me, she's like, I wish I would have talked to you about that because it would have prevented so many things. You know, it happens too often. And I think if they're aware of their body parts and their privacy, I think that that is something important. Going back to something you said earlier, you know, like you, I had, well, my, I was much younger when my dad passed away. It was the summer between freshman and sophomore year of high school. And not only did my Latino Cuban family not talk about this or talk about that, but they also didn't believe in therapy. Oh, that's for our gringos. We don't do therapy. You don't go to therapy. We didn't do therapy. Yeah. But I, I wish that I was in therapy back then. I'm in therapy now and I find Same. it so helpful. So I was going to ask, you know, you've been through so much in your life. And just mm -hmm. from speaking to you now, you seem very um, adjusted and happy. And I don't know, but maybe like healed or it's a healing is a constant work in progress. But how did you get to that point of where you are at now of healing yourself? For sure, therapy. I've been in therapy since I was 12. The doctor that examined me when all this came out to light, um, he suggested. And, and again, my family was very like, well, what's therapy? All you need is God. All you need to do is pray. And yes, you do need that. I feel like you need to have your relationship, your faith. But therapy has helped me so much, you know? And like you said, it is a taboo. And it's something that I talk about on my podcast and I share. And I'm a huge advocate for it because it's helped me and my faith and having such a strong mother that no matter what happened, she never allowed me to feel sorry for myself. This happened, you got to pick up and then, you know, dust yourself off and keep walking. And I always say that because I have that in the back of my mind of we got to keep going. We got to be strong. It's been that. It's been that and knowing the responsibility that I have, having the platform that God has given me to share and to spread light and to be an example of, yes, I've been through this, but that does not define who I am today. I mean, I'm still in therapy. I, I do it every week because it just helps me. It, it's I, I need the mentorship. I love it. I mean, I have so much empathy and compassion because when you have trauma that happens, like what you experienced, or even with me losing a parent at a very young age, you can respond one of two ways. You can respond how yeah. you did and how I did, or you can respond by... Mm -hmm choosing a path of destruction, you know, whether that be drugs or alcohol or extreme yes. promiscuity. And, and mm -hmm. but what's fascinating is I didn't really get into therapy until in my forties and oh, it really? wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until the last couple of years that I realized, wow, I've been ha carrying all this baggage from when I was a teenager that I never really addressed because I didn't have the tools or the mental and emotional maturity to, to process all of these things. Like my dad dying and my grandfather died the same week. That was pretty oh earth gosh. shattering. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather lived with us as well. My mom's dad and then her husband both died seven days apart. And my dad was unexpected. He had an aneurysm and pff. yeah, it's interesting because yeah you had a really close and special relationship with your mother because you were close in age. Mm -hmm. And I have a very close and special relationship with my mother as well, because 
in a way, I had to become at an early age the parent. Mm-hmm. And I had to start financially supporting my mother. And uh, she lives with me. I, I love her. And I say this with love. In many ways, my mother is an inspiration for me in how I don't want to parent. So I try to mm-hmm. correct how I was brought up and, and, and make sure that I'm doing things differently for my kids. For example, yeah. and you probably could relate to this too. You know, I don't, I do have also compassion and grace and understanding from my mom, knowing that she did her best. She mm-hmm. did her best given her upbringing and what she knew, but I always struggled with my weight from youth yeah. to adulthood as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a period where my mom decided we're going to be healthy. So her idea of being healthy was having us eat iceberg lettuce with tomatoes. <laughs> and the salad dressing was mayonnaise. Iceberg <laughs> lettuce with tomatoes and mayonnaise. But then oh my goodness, there's some things that when I was younger, I used to fight my mom on. Actually, I'll ask mm-hmm. you this. This is the best thing that my mother told me growing up, which I never believed. And maybe you might think this is cynical, but I never really believed or got or understood until recently. Because for me, I always was a a big proponent of friendship. And I love having friends. I love friendship. But my mom said, friends will come and friends will go. But the most important thing in life is family. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, mom, that's so cynical. You can have friends that are like family. And she's like, nope, it's not true. No, family (laughs) is family and friends are friends. And and I do believe that now. Mm -hmm. It's probably like that, you know, blood is thicker than water. And for me, I feel like I consider my family, my siblings. To me, it's it's us. And, and, and I feel that there are certain friends, like you can make your own family, like people that you meet or, or, you know what I mean? And for me, that, that that's, that's my family for a long time. I had, and I had an episode on this called toxic loyalty that in, in our culture, we're, we're like, Pero es tu mama, but that's your dad, but that's your cousin. It doesn't matter. That's your family. But I'm like, but wrong is wrong. If they're not making me feel good and they're making me more sad than happy, then I'd rather. And I learned this through, through therapy where it's just, it's okay to love people from afar takes a long time to understand that because I was taught in a way toxic loyalty my whole life. And now I'm like, okay, I want it to be every relationship. It doesn't matter who it is for it to be reciprocated for me to give. And they give as much as I do sort of thing. It took me a long time. But that's not realistic. What? What is not realistic? (laughs) Like even, even my sister, for example, I hope she doesn't listen. Oh my God. With my sister, I feel like I'm always the one taking the initiative. Like, Hey, let's do this with the kids or let's do this or let's do that. And it would be nice if she's the one saying, Hey, you want to come over or whatever, but it's okay. If it's not 50, 50, she's my sister. And and I'm still going to continue to be the one making the bigger effort. And I'm the older sibling, you know? Yeah. As older siblings, it's just going to always have to be that way. To be honest, it's like, I've learned that I'm like, and I'm okay with it. As long as you motherfuckers call me back and text me back, I'm good. Anyways, thank you. Thank you for sharing everything, for being so open, for your questions to me. I loved having you on the podcast. I hope this is not the first and the last time. Do you want to share your social so people follow you? A lot of people do, but still. Well, the number one thing I'll say is people who listen and enjoy podcasts usually 
check out and enjoy more than one. So check out mine, mm-hmm. the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker. You can hear it at perezpodcast.com. That's perezpodcast.com. And that's it. I'm everywhere. And I'm just <laughs> so grateful to have had this time together with you oh, and uh, that I'm still here. It's like, it's crazy that I started Life as Perez in 2004, really before there was social media. Mm. <laughs> like I was an influencer before that word even existed. Yeah. And while I'm not an it girl anymore, I'm still here and I am an icon and icons are forever. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much. And as you guys know, I always share my motivational quote right before we end. Here's the quote for you guys. When things change inside you, things change around you. I'll tell you, I'm living proof of that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Perez Hilton. Te quiero mucho. Thank you for being on. Los quiero a todos. Les doy un besito. And I will catch you on the next episode of Chiquis and Chill. Besitos a todos. Do you need advice on love, relationships, health, y más? I'm so excited to share with you that my Chiquis and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash cheekies and chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcast and follow me, Cheekies. That's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca, o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. 
From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.